2: Welcome, loves. It is Bowerly on News Radio 930 WBEN. Hey, I hope you'll forgive me for being a little bit, all right, a lot hot under the collar right now. But I think I have very good reason to be hot under the collar, and uh, I will explain to you why. Now, you've been listening to me for how long? Uh, 40 years, 30 years, 20 years, 10 years, during major tragic breaking news events, during major blizzards, 50 people dead, etc. And uh, I think I'm a pretty reasonable individual, despite some of the uh, bad publicity from 10 years ago, which I eventually showed to be just that, uh, bad publicity with no basis in foundation and uh, that I, in fact, was correct with my assertions. However, um, <laughs> you're gonna, you guys are going to love this one. I mean, I, I have no explanation for this whatsoever. Now, I'm going to preface this by saying that many local medical doctors are personal friends many, I'll say it again, many local medical doctors are personal friends. I have their cell phone numbers in my phone. And when my retina detached, I was on the phone with four or five of these personal friends who are medical doctors, and each of them got back to me within five minutes. Some of them saying, hey, you better go to Buffalo General because you might have had a stroke. Others saying, yeah, it sounds like a detached retina, Tom. I think you're right. So the established point here is I've got nothing against medical doctors, and in fact I get along quite well with them. So all oh, you're gonna, you're, you're just gonna this, this today. What happened today absolutely takes the cake. It absolutely takes the cake. Now, uh, at the risk of revealing too much, the final. Uh, uh, surgery that I'm going to need is just it's it's a hernia surgery and it's not like a horrible thing it's not the worst thing in the world it's just it's not really <coughs> excuse, excuse me yes I'm in great shape oh, hold on <coughs> sorry about that oh that was good did I get any on you okay good so anyway uh where was I oh uh, yes so, I, uh, I, I got to get uh, this this hernia surgery, right, because I got this bump on my stomach, which keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger. So, uh, I'm not going to name names because, I don't know, this, this might be a matter I'm going to take up with uh, some other people. So, uh, I'm not going to name names. But I, I was referred to a local surgeon who supposedly, well, I know he does hernia surgeries. So... I was trying to figure out with his office people if we could possibly move the schedule up, which they did, Uh, and then I had some questions about the insurance coverage for said uh, situation because my plan does not cover doctors at certain hospitals, okay, much like yours doesn't cover doctors at certain hospitals, so anyway... I literally—I mean—I can document this all. It's all on my cell phone. Did I call the doctor's office uh, on several occasions? Yes, I did. Because when you get when you keep getting a voicemail from the sur- so-called surgical scheduling person who says, um, "Hey." I'm going to be busy with doctors uh, doing other things, so just leave a message. First of all, if you're a surgical schedule person, why aren't you on the phone doing surgical scheduling? That's number one. Number two, uh, if people call you who have legitimate questions and are not being impolite, perhaps a bit insistent, but are not being impolite, the least you could do is call them back more than one time. Uh, does anybody disagree with that? I got one phone call in return, and I missed the phone call. Uh, I did receive a package of information on the pre-surgical scheduling. But once I received that and realized that where they wanted to do the surgery was not covered by my health plan to the extent that it should be covered by my health plan. So anyway, long and we're talking about a hernia surgery. Now, here's, here's the important point, and this is why I am really – okay, I'm not hot under the collar. I'm super pissed off right now because this doctor, uh, his office had the nerve, had the nerve to call my doctor and say, well, he doesn't do hernia surgeries. Well, if he doesn't do hernia surgeries, why do I have paper on my desk that says – your schedule for the hernia surgery is on such and such a date. That's an outright lie. Why would you call, why, why would this surgeon call the, my primary, with whom, by the way, I'm also friends, and say uh, he doesn't do hernia surgeries if, in fact, we already had a date to do the hernia surgery? Who's lying? Am I lying or are they lying? And then to call my primary, like I'm some pain-in-the-butt patient, would you like me to name the ten doctors I personally know, some of whom I am a patient of and who absolutely love me? Uh, it it, it uh, To me, it was extremely unethical, what they did. And I'm just – I'm super pissed off right now because, fr- quite frankly – over the years, look, I've had enough of being lied about. I've had enough misinformation and disinformation on the internet and elsewhere to last a lifetime. Uh, And, you know, honest honest to goodness, if I, you know, if I Google myself, it's like, wow, is that the same person that I look at in the mirror every day? Because it sure doesn't sound like the same person I look at in the mirror every day. But one thing that I'm really adamant about is don't lie about me and don't tell my doctor, who is a friend of mine, don't tell him that you don't do hernia surgeries when we had a date. Actually we had two dates for hernia surgery because I had them move one of the dates up and then I wanted to change it to a different hospital where my health insurance actually works uh, more so than it does in other places. So yeah, I'm a little bit uh, I'm a little bit irritated right now. Actually, no, as I've said, I'm I'm quite pissed off about that. The, first of all, I think it was extremely unethical to lie about a patient. Extremely unethical, and it was extremely unethical to call a provider and say, "Well, we can't help this patient because we don't do hernia surgeries." And he called the office four times in one day. Well, excuse me, but. If your surgical scheduling person does not return phone calls, why wouldn't you call an office several times in one day to try to track that person down? It's, uh, to me, this is like one of the most unethical things that I've ever experienced in the world of being a patient of the local medical community, of which, by the way, I've been a huge supporter for many years. How much money did we raise for Children's Hospital? Uh, we raised a hell of a lot of money for Children's Hospital, uh, and I'd be happy to help raise money for any other hospital as well. We've, we've done things for Roswell Park um, and, and other organizations, and it's just I, I cannot believe what I experienced today. And I found this all out right after I stepped in a big, cold puddle of water with socks on, which I assure you is uh, is not a lot of fun. But, you know, there's an internet site um who is the a h and i think you know what a h stands for who is the a h is it a patient who is desperately trying to get information about whether a surgeon has privileges at a local hospital that actually accepts my health insurance or is it Is that the person or is the doctor's office that had scheduled a hernia surgery and then says, we don't do hernia surgeries? I'm sorry. Any objective person would say that doctor's office, which I'm not going to name, is the A.H. And here's what's interesting. Um, Somebody uh, with whom I used to pal around. Uh, when I mentioned this uh, physician, this surgeon to him, he basically was uh, unimpressed and said, If I were you, I'd find somebody else. So I don't know what I, I can do uh, to uh, rectify <laughs> this situation, but uh, get it? Rectify? I think I just called somebody a rectum. Uh, but anyway, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, I'm furious right now. I'm, I'm absolutely furious. Don't lie, don't tell lies. And, again, it's real simple. If you don't – I mean, here's a real simple concept anybody can understand. If you don't do hernia surgery, then why did you schedule a hernia surgery? And then why are you telling my other doctor, my primary, that you don't do hernia surgery when we scheduled the hernia surgery? I am pissed. There is something fundamentally unethical about what happened today to me. And that is the explanation I had from my primary doctor. And if you are a physician out there listening and you do hernia surgeries, and you do them at ECMC, um, please feel free to drop me an email, and I can provide you with the 10 or 15 doctor's names who will assure you that I am not a pain-in-the-butt patient. I'm a very easy patient, and I've got doctors who will attest to that uh, coming out my wazoo whatever the wazoo happens to be. So, anyway, I'm glad I had a chance to vent. Thank you very much. But uh, there's there's so many things that are wrong with this picture. First of all, again, you know, I've had probably since 2017, I've had maybe roughly 30 procedures done that involved surgical scheduling, okay? Uh, So it's not like I'm some newcomer to this whole situation of scheduling a surgery. And I've dealt with some very big practices. One, I non-affectionately call the factory because it literally is a factory. You go in there at any one time and you're going to see about 50 people waiting. I call it the factory. And even at the factory, I never had that kind of issue Getting in touch with the person who schedules surgeries. Never in my life. It was always there. There might have been an hour delay, but they always got back with me. So I really, you know, again, it, it's one of these things. It, it, I've been down this road before. I know how the game is played. I know. I. I understand a, a, a little bit about uh, how this uh, situation works. But what I don't understand is why a so-called surgeon's office would lie about what it does and does not do to the referring physician's office who sent me there to begin with. So I'm pretty upset about that, and I'm not sure uh, what the lawyers have to say, but uh, I'm sure I'll be talking with one over the weekend. That is how absolutely steamed I am about this particular situation. And uh, it's not, look, it's not a big deal. Well, I mean, it is a big deal because there is some discomfort involved and I don't really like, uh, you know, having something that looks like a giant pimple on my uh, abdomen at all times. But I I don't know, Can can you blame me for being a little bit upset? Again, fundamental point, if you don't do hernia surgery, then why did you schedule the hernia surgery and why do I have papers saying you scheduled a hernia surgery if you don't do it? Why would you lie to my doctor? And I can only give you information that was given to me by my doctor's office. And I'm talking about the person who does most of my work. And it's just extremely unethical uh, and, I mean, in so many ways, unethical. And I'm sorry, but don't bitch because a patient tries to call your surgical scheduler repeatedly because your surgical scheduler is too busy with other duties to call you back. And it's not like I am very specific when I book appointments with anybody. Hey, do me a favor. Don't call between 2 and 6 because I'm on the air, and it makes it very, very difficult for me to answer the phone and talk to doctors from 2 to 6 unless it's an absolute emergency kind of situation, which if it was, I probably wouldn't be on the air, right? I mean, that that just makes sense. So my phone has been on. And yeah, I did miss one phone call, and by my records on my cell phone, that's the only call that came in uh, from the office. But uh, yeah, I'm a little bit uh, hot under the collar. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm a little bit pissed off, and it just it feels good to basically um, you know poop all over the radio. Uh, sorry if I got any on yours. I apologize for that. If you use a toothbrush, it uh, might come out a little bit easier. But uh, oh my goodness, I, I've just I've never had a day like today. Uh, with something that should be so easy. I mean, I realize it's probably not a big money surgery, but, hey, it's big enough for me that I don't feel like paying for it out of pocket, and I sure don't feel like paying 40% of it uh, out of pocket. That's absolutely absurd. So any anyway, uh, you know, the more I think about it, I think you Canadians have it right with your socialized medicine. I think the Brits have it right with socialized medicine. Uh, it's got to be better than what we have now. It has to be better than what the United States has now. And uh, you know what? I don't. I don't believe anymore this nonsense about oh well, in socialized medicine you have to wait a year just to get an MRI. You have to wait a year for this. You have to wait two years for that. I'm not believing the propaganda anymore. Our health care in this country is controlled by and run by the insurance companies. And the insurance companies to me are as corrupt as any organized crime syndicate could possibly be. And all the bitching I hear about Canadian healthcare and healthcare in the UK, you know, listen, go back and listen to tapes of this show. Uh, we have so many Canadians calling in saying, yeah, they take a big bite out of my paycheck, but I also don't have to worry about going bankrupt in the event I need, uh, I need healthcare. And I'm sorry, but it's just – it's the way it is. How many many Canadians need to call in and say, I love my OHIP system before people say, you know, maybe the American insurance companies are full of crap. Maybe they just don't want to lose their big money-making monopoly over what is the most important thing in people's lives, which is their health. So – I'm uh, increasingly leaning toward socialized medicine, and I am more and more getting away from this uh, propaganda by the insurance companies and the American health industry about why it's such a bad idea. Socialized medicine is one of the most popular programs in the United Kingdom. It is one of the most popular programs in the United Kingdom. If you went to the United Kingdom today and you said, we're taking away socialized medicine and we're going to go to the American way of doing things, there would be riots in the street. And the same thing with Canada. If you went to Ontario and said, we're taking away OHIP and we're going to go to the American way of providing health care, there would be riots in the street. So if these people hate what they're under so much – why are those programs so popular? I don't understand it. And look, as a general rule, I would argue that you shouldn't be somebody who plays by the rules, who play, who pays your premiums, Who pays your taxes, who does everything like you're supposed to do it, and then, God forbid, you run into some issue or series of issues over which you really had no control, and you end up uh, a, a goodly amount in the hole because of it. That should not happen. But again, the healthcare industry in this country has such a great propaganda machine because there are billions and billions and billions of dollars at stake. So I say, Viva socialized medicine. And if I don't say it, I am uh, increasingly leaning to, uh, to that uh, situation. Uh, let I, mean, I wasn't going to take calls on this, but uh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I will. I got some people on hold here who want to chime in. Um, let me just let me just ask you guys, and I've got other things that I don't want to get into. But who is the AH? Who is the AH? A patient who calls ooh four times in one day, and was I belligerent on the phone? No, I was not. I said, "Look, I'm not trying to drive you crazy, but I'm just trying to get some information." I was very polite. And I challenge, if there's any issues on this, I challenge them to produce any recording of me being rude on the phone because I was not rude on the phone. But I think it's very rude to call another doctor. I think it's unethical to call another doctor and say, we don't do X surgery. When I had an appointment scheduled with that doctor for the surgery, he says he doesn't do. Come on. You can't BS a BSer, folks. Um all right, I, I'll take some calls in this kind of stuff because uh, I've, I've got other stuff involving uh, your visits to the emergency room because a friend of mine got into some trouble, got into a sticky wicket last night. Eight oh three oh nine thirty is the uh, phone number. Star nine thirty on the cell phone. One 616 six W B E N. You know, it's uh, like I say, it's not this. This will be the fin- This will be the final one, and it's not even that big a deal. You know, I'll be back on the air in no time whatsoever. It's not like neck fusion surgery. It's not like open heart surgery. It's not even like retina repair or anything like that. This is just a cut and dry, hey, we got to stick your belly back in and put some mesh over it and you'll be good to go. And you're going to be a little bit uncomfortable for a few days, but so what? I'm used to that. It's uh, just going to be diluted, and I'm a happy camper. My intestines will not be, but I'm a happy camper. Uh, actually, 227 at News Radio 930 WBEN. So uh, let me ask you, based on the information I've provided, and I, I would swear a statement under oath, okay? I would swear under oath that everything I've related to you is a true and exact representation of what I dealt with on the phone today. Who is the AH? Is it the patient who calls trying to straighten something out regarding a surgery, or is it the office that does not return phone calls uh, in a prompt manner and then calls the referring doctor and says, well, we don't do that surgery, even though we scheduled the surgery, which I can prove. These are provable facts. I don't say things I can't prove, and I can prove everything I've said. It's 228 at News Radio 930 WBEN. All righty, it is Bowerly News Radio 930 WBEN. By the way, real quickly, I just want to make uh, mention of something, too. Um, if you are looking for live local music over the weekend, uh, there's a Facebook page you need to go to. It is uh, Jim Kadrina's Facebook page, and his name is spelled K A D R. R-Y-N-A, K-A-D-R-Y-N-A, and he'll tell you everybody who's playing everywhere and what time they're starting and all that kind of stuff. Doesn't list the cover charges, uh, but, I mean, he doesn't get paid for doing it. Jim Kadrina is what uh, the Buffalo News gusto used to be and what nightlife used to be, so... Uh, the reason I bring that up is had a chance last night to see, actually, guy was a doctor, uh, the boys in uh, Captain Jack, a Billy Joel tribute band. And I've got to tell you something, for two guys, one a singer, one a keyboard player, and some backing tracks, they were absolutely phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. I mean, I'm going to tell you something. Uh, Mrs. Bowerly and I, we were really tired last night, and we thought it was going to be an early night. We ended up staying until the very end of the show, and I ran into my cousin Pammy there, too, which was nice. I haven't seen Pammy in several years. Uh, Pammy is very, very hot, and I'm just saying that, you know, there are worse things in the world if – you know, we we weren't uh, occupied. <laughs> sorry, sorry, family, I can't help myself. Uh, here is uh, Peggy in uh, Buffalo. Peggy, you're on WBEN. welcome to the program. Agree, disagree. What's on your mind?
0: Well, you talked about socialized medicine, and if you like public housing, you'll love public medicine.
2: Uh, well, we used to live find... in pub. We used to live in public housing in the Sheridan Projects, the sh- now known oh, as Sheridan really. sites. Uh, And and, and I will will agree that uh, when mom had to put a a bucket of coal over a hole in the bathroom floor to keep the walls, uh, to keep the rats from coming in, yes. But let me ask you, if you love the way the healthcare system is run right now, I think you'd really love socialized medicine because it's a lot easier to deal with and you're not going to go bankrupt. Well, it
0: is a long wait to get attention in Europe. I have an uncle in Ireland who's been waiting for heart surgery for four or five years, and that laid-back, we'll get to you when we get to you, doesn't work as far as medicine goes. Um, Also, keep in mind, people like Mick Jagger came to New York to have his heart surgery. Madonna came to New York for her um, recent problems. So there must be something, to having this kind of medicine. If you take the money out of healthcare, smart people won't go into it.
2: Smart people aren't going into it now because they don't want four Mm -hmm. and 500 thousands worth of student debt to get jobs that pay $200,000 a year to start, maybe, depending on your specialty. Uh, but uh, but uh, we're you know what? Forget about Ireland for just a moment, because um, mm-hmm. we're I'm sure we're going to hear from people in Ontario who are under OHIP. And if you would go back and listen to some of the shows we've done from people uh, who have called in from Ontario, they're going to tell you that they have no issue with it whatsoever. And the American people have been propagandized by the health insurance companies into believing that socialized medicine is the worst thing ever. But go ahead.
0: Um, Well, also, uh, you mentioned about returning calls. The people who know have left the jobs and the new people don't want to answer the phone because they're not prepared. They would rather you text because then they can have an answer prepared to send back to you. And this generation coming up actually doesn't want to answer the phone. I, dissa-
2: I disagree. I disagree with that based on experience, because in the past six years, I've had like 30 procedures done. I've dealt with numerous surgical schedulers and they have all gotten back in a prompt way, uh, especially in emergency situations. So I disagree with the premise. It's this one particular office of which I speak and I cannot believe what they did. Calling my doctor and saying, we don't do that kind of surgery, even though we had that kind of surgery scheduled. Are you kidding me?
0: Well, that is a big blunder. So you don't want them to deal with you anyway.
2: You know, no, I do, I, I do not. I do not. Absolutely, do yeah. not. I I actually called off the surgery a couple of days ago because look, I, I just said this obviously isn't working. You're not getting back with me. I need information that you're not giving me. But I don't think it is a um, an industry wide problem because this is the first time I've ever run into this out of let's just call it rounded off thirty surgical procedures in the last six years. So it's not like this is the first time at the rodeo. You know what I'm saying? Yes.
0: Yeah. I do. I
2: understand that,
0: and it's frustrating if you you try to be pleasant and understanding from their point of view, and they still don't return calls.
2: Well, let's let's just say this. I mean, here's here's evidence of how pleasant I am. I'm looking at my cell phone now. I have 15 doctors' private cell phone numbers in my call, uh, in my cell phone. They, I don't ask them for their numbers. They give me their numbers and say, Hey, Tom, if you ever run into a tight, call me so that's wonderful. how big a, that's how big a pain in the butt i am these doctors fall over themselves to give me their home cell phone their, their private cell phone numbers but i mean I, i'm sorry about the person in, in in ireland but i mean my question is uh and i don't know if you have the answer to this and i'm not trying to give you a hard time i love but is it is it an emergent situation or is it one that can wait well
0: when it's your heart it's an emergency but um, the I don't know exactly because sometimes if that doctor doesn't do that procedure, they might put it off. But if the doctor does the procedure, like you and I had heart surgery around the same time, beginning in November, December, five years ago. And that doctor who did that, he gets people in and gets them taken care of and gets them out.
2: And right. that's well, what that I was... wanted. Well, my situation was an emergent situation. If I didn't have the <laughs> surgery fast, I was going to die. I mean, that it, it's it's really quite that simple back in December of 2017. There are all kind of heart conditions, and it might be that the person you know in Ireland might have a heart condition that does not need uh, emergency or almost emergency care. It might be something that can be put off Um or maybe, you know, again, you, you'd you know more specifics than I, but are, mm. are you, are, I mean, are you personally happy with uh, what you go through with the American healthcare system? I mean, generally oh, no. speaking, I have been, but I've been turned off uh, tremendously here in the last few months.
0: Oh, no, I'm, I'm very dissatisfied with the way things go. And uh, again, doctors seem to make some big mistakes as far as where they're sending you and what's going on. We had a doctor who sent us to one hospital that doesn't have cardiac care anymore. And the doctor who sent us thought it was a heart attack situation. So the doctor should have known that we shouldn't have gone to that hospital.
2: So um, anything, anything else from you, my love?
0: uh, No, but I I just uh, wish you luck with the doctor thing. And I enjoy your program.
2: Well, you're very, very kind. Thank you so much. I I appreciate that. I'd love to hear from some uh, Canadians on OHIP because uh, I want to know the good, the bad, the ugly of your version of socialized medicine. And I I will maintain that if some politician or some – if there was a law that was passed tomorrow saying we're switching to the American model of healthcare, and if they did it in the U.K., I think there would be riots in the street. So, if it's so bad, why are those programs so popular? That's a reasonable question to ask, even for a filthy, disgusting capitalist like myself. Here's uh, Arthur, Arthur's theme on WBEN. Arthur, you're on WBEN. Um, Good
4: afternoon. Good afternoon, Tom. With my experience, I went out with a lady from Toronto back in the late 80s, early 90s. And as I recall with OHIP, her mother was on a list for a hip transplant. For over a year, and I don't know if it's gotten better or whatever, but I just remember that plain as day that she had to go with that. I said to her, her name was Rochelle. She was a she was a peeler. You know what a
2: peeler is? Um, I'm am afraid to tell you that I don't know what a peeler is.
4: Well, she was a stripper, so that's uh she. She used to say she was a peeler.
2: <laughs> uh, well, actually, then I'm kind of glad that I I don't. You know what? Um, I I am not pure, believe me. But I don't. I just I just don't go to strip clubs. It's just not my bag. Well, that's
4: all right. It's all right. So no, I don't judge mother... any. Look,
2: I don't judge anybody who does. I'm just saying. I mean, look, women from Siberia have to make a have to make a living somehow in Canada. Okay.
4: That's right. That's right. <laughs> that's right. She and she made a hell of a living. I'll tell you
2: that. I'm sure I'm sure she those those dollar bills add up but those loonies are tough to place if you know what I'm saying
4: oh you know it but uh, her mother like I said was over a year and like I said I don't know if it's better but over a year for uh, getting uh, a hip transplant and uh, I just recall that kid oh hip and and that's the one comment she always said is that why does our premier go to the states for anything that he needs and that's 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 as I recall but but uh, Well, Like I I said, I don't know if it got any better.
2: But in in the United States, the median wait time for a hip replacement, a hip transplant, is five months. So you're saving maybe presumably seven months, but you don't have to worry about going bankrupt by waiting an extra seven months for your hip uh, transplant in Ontario. In the United States, you go to the wrong hospital that isn't under your health plan. You are screwed. I mean I'm gonna have to sell my I'm gonna have to sell my body at truck stops. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, I, I I don't disagree
4: there. I was uh I was in the hospital with COVID for over four weeks and oh, when friend. I saw the bill what they charged for the four weeks, it was almost ninety thousand dollars and if I didn't have insurance I would have been up a creek. So And what was, was it uh, with
2: what was it with the insurance, if you don't mind me asking? Uh, what, what do you mean? What was it? The, what uh, oh, I, I paid out of pocket. I paid two hundred fifty dollars. Wow. Well, I think I know what plan you have. Actually. Um, oh yeah, I have my, a excellent. Yeah, uh, I, I, mean, well, I, I don't need. I don't need. I don't need to know. But I think I know the name of the plan that uh, you have. Um, but I, I, in 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 my case, well, it's, significantly, you, it's, state, it's significantly it's significantly more. I'll plan. say that. I'm a, sorry.
4: It's a state worker plan. It's a state worker plan. I, it's it's uh, no secret. We have wonderful insurance.
2: And, well, well, you, you, you do, know. And, and so do former police officers, surviving spouses of dead police officers. They've got great right. plans. I know widows and widowers of police officers who will not remarry because they do not want to lose the health benefits that they've got. And that, by the way, is one of the advantages of taking a job of being a police officer. No, you're not going to make a million dollars a year, but the trade-off is you get a decent pension and you get phenomenal benefits, including a pension. So I I can't how can I hold that against you? That was part of the deal society made with you, and I don't hold that against you at all. But think about this. uh, If you had to pay if you had to pay 20%, let's say, or 40% of $90,000, could you do that without uh, sending your daughter and wife out to the streets? No.
4: I mean, I don't know of anybody that really could. It's, like I said, it's just, it's The the price is is astronomical, and uh, like I said, if I didn't have the insurance, I I don't know what. And that's why I try to impress upon younger people that I know that they say, I don't need to get health insurance. I said, well, there's many cases like you're talking. You go bankrupt, lose your home, anything, if if you don't have the money to pay, and that's, uh, that's unfortunate.
2: My friend, you need health. Everybody needs health insurance. Now, look, like anything else, it's a statistical probability thing. And you have to know your family history, you have to know your own health, and you have to decide what is right for you. And as far as do I take the 600 deductible plan, do I take the 3000 deductible plan? And typically, but not always, the younger you are, the more you can get away with paying less upfront and then more down the line. But as you become older and you're out jogging and fall down in your face, so that we'll get to that in a little bit, uh, it becomes more problematical. Uh, but look, I mean, I'm I'm glad that you only had to pay $250 out of a $90,000 bill. Uh, my heart was surgery it. was yeah. $200,000. I'm going to repeat that, $200,000. And my out of pocket with the plan I was on at that point was pretty much uh, nothing.
4: It's awesome, yeah. It's but like I said with Canada, I just my experience from somebody that I knew was a year wait. This was like I said, late '80s early 90s, I don't know if it's better now, but it was uh, uh, over a year wait, and uh, I always remember her saying, why does our premier go to the States? Because I, I thought, I said, man, that's pretty good. She goes, but the, the waiting was uh, the thing that, that well, I thought it, was as, crazy.
2: You know, as far as people coming to the United States, I mean, you, look, you raise an excellent point, but I mean, the way of the world is, look, if you've got the money, you go wherever you want for whatever you want. Um, if you want a Rolls-Royce, you're going to go directly to the UK and buy your Rolls-Royce and have it shipped or flown to you. And if you're Mick Jagger, um, you can go anywhere you want. Hey, look at Joel Giambra. When he had his cancer surgery, where'd he go? He went to New York City.
4: Sloan Kettering,
2: yeah. I forget the name of exactly where he went. Uh, that, Sloan Kettering, that's, uh, that's the cancer. uh okay. Yeah. Uh, But I mean, uh, there's some great, I mean, but uh, I must say that we have some unbelievably talented doctors in Buffalo, and we have people coming literally from around the world, and I will name names because I can stand behind what I'm saying. Um, We have people from all over the world who come to Buffalo General for heart surgery because Buffalo General is absolutely excellent.
4: Yes, it is. That's where Uh, I was for the uh, COVID, and the care that I had
2: there was outstanding. Outstanding. uh, I. I, I cannot yeah I, I cannot disagree uh with that anything else you want to chime in with here arthur and uh, no, Tom but, I, I just said I,
4: I i don't usually get to call in but uh, uh my experience just that i wanted to bring up about canada and why just that thinking about her now i brought back good memories you know what i mean
2: <laughs> Good memories. Yeah. Well, uh, uh, presumably she's a long way away from that brass pole at this point, and probably. Well, that, know, that was
4: the name of one of the places: the Brass Rail and oh, Fillmore's. That's probably so
2: that, more, that, probably more was, information than I needed to know. Um, well, I mean, dude, you're the kind of
4: guy you could talk to very easily.
2: Well, I, you know what? I, I I appreciate that, and yes, that is one of my um, one of my strengths. I will not uh, deny that. But um, I must I must tell you, I mean, I've done some pretty wild things in my life, and strip clubs just never did it for me. But I thank you very much. All right, thank you. Thank you kindly. Right. I mean, you know, my basic premise is why well, look when you can touch. I mean, <clears throat> uh, I'm sorry, was that out loud? I'm afraid so. Um, and no, if my wife is listening, that is not a big surprise. Okay, let's go to uh, Jerry in uh, Tonawanda on uh, WBEN. Jerry, what's on your mind, sir? Hey,
5: Tom. Uh, first off, is Tammy. Does Tammy like older guys? I'm just, just kidding.
2: Tammy, Tammy.
5: Didn't you say Tammy at the beginning of the show? You're talking about Tammy was hot.
2: No, I think you may have misheard me unless I'm totally losing my mind and I forgot I said the name Tammy.
5: I thought it was oh, Tammy. Oh
2: Pam. <laughs> no, no, my, my cousin. No, she's got a she's got a phenomenal guy. I love him. Met him last I night. Know. He's a great he's a great guy. And it's my just, cousin. It's my cousin we're talking about. Come on. Well, I didn't hear that part. I'm sorry. I was just. <laughs>
5: but she's anyway, super hot.
2: I'm not gonna lie.
5: Anyway, I was gonna say uh, with the deal with you and your getting a mesh, and why why not just not get a mesh? Just uh, come on living. You mean just like a wrap, like a girdle? No, just don't do anything. I well, I'll tell you my experience. I I'm 73 when i was 50 i had diverticulosis and i had to go up to burn the the colostomy bag and then had it reversed Aye. and then everything then they put a mesh in and everything was fine right and i worked for a delivery company so yep. i'm lifting packages every day and about a month later the mesh broke because i could see it because i had a little tummy stick out yep so i called my doctor up and i told him about it and he says i don't remember the exact words but basically he says we can you know I, I had all full insurance that cover everything, so I wasn't worried. And he says, "Well, we can set up a time, and you can come in, and we'll redo it."
2: All right, that happens in uh, 20% of the cases. 20% of the cases, they have to redo uh, the operation. My deal again, my deal with the surgeon who doesn't do hernia uh, surgery. I mean, this is hilarious because I remember the conversation. Uh, they were going to go in. Um, I believe the term is robotically and they were going to slide the mesh in and put the stomach, uh, put the intestines back into place. And then, and you know, I was going to be laid up for about three, four or five days and then back on the air. No big deal. Yeah. Well,
5: I mean, okay. So my case, I chose not to do it. I said, ah, screw it. I don't even want, the, I don't even want the mesh. And I went, I said, You know, and I went on and so that's twenty three I'm you know, that's twenty three years later now and I've never had a problem and I do a physical every year and my doctor doesn't even bring it up anymore. And so so I'm just saying, I mean, you know, knock on wood. Come on, knock on wood, Tom.
2: Well, no, no. I'm, look, I'm, I'm happy for you. Just uh, mine is uh, getting to the point where something, uh, you know, something has got to be done because it's uh, it, it ain't getting better. And uh, it, I mean, the, the thing, look, I'm not a doctor. I'm not practicing medicine. But the issue with hernias is, is if they become strangulated and you are unable to pass what you're supposed to pass through your intestines, then it's a big problem uh, because you'll be in deep. Well, you know, you'll be in deep. You know what? Okay. I, yeah.
5: Like I said, every, every case is different. And so I understand, but I would just wanted to mention that, uh,
2: I didn't no, I, have it done
5: where I didn't have to. So maybe mine wasn't as bad as yours. So
2: No, mine at this point is supposedly minor, but I keep saying to myself, if it's minor, how come I keep having to push my intestines back in? (laughs) Um, Sorry to be a little bit uh, graphic there. Uh, Thank you very much. I appreciate the call. You bet. All right. I mean, I'm such a glutton for punishment. I think I'm going to be recircumcised. I mean, I'm just saying. All right. So um, and we'll continue this for a little. I would, I would love to hear from Canadians. I really would love to hear from Canadians because you have OHIP. And every time I've opened the phone to this, you guys basically mock the American system and say, what are you guys doing? And I know they take a big bite out of your paycheck for your health benefits, but the trade-off is you don't have to worry about $90,000 hospital bills. Right? Am I right? Um, And I've got other stories about going to the ER, which will involve you. Involve you. Because I know a fellow um, younger than I who took a nasty tumble last night and ended up in the ER and – Probably looks as though he went about five rounds with Mike Tyson in his prime, which is something that is like the stuff of nightmares. That and being hit by Lawrence Taylor at full burst in his prime. Oh, no, thank you. Or Night Train Lane. Uh, anyway, it is. You're uh, surprised they knew those names, huh? Two, thank you, Internet. 258 at News Radio 930. WBEN. Uh, see, you guys are like the best medicine there is because, uh, you know you guys are awesome. So we'll take more calls coming up. 803-0930, Star 930, 1-800-616-WBEN. I want to really hear from Canadians because I'll tell you something, this the the healthcare system in America, I'm sorry, it is you know the word I'd like to use, but I can't. It's really messed up, and I'm frankly getting a little sick of dealing with it. On News Radio 930 WBEN.